Do you have a home that you don't want anymore? We can buy it from you within 24 hours, any home, size, or condition. For over 20 years, we've been buying homes for cash and helping homeowners sell their homes immediately with no listings or strangers walking through your home. Are you moving? Did you lose your job? Going through a divorce? Whatever the reason, if you're in a bind and you know that you need to sell your house fast, call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. We'll make you a serious cash offer to buy your home in 24 hours and let you walk away from it. No listing, no waiting. Sell any home, any size, any condition now. Call the expert team at I Need to Sell My House Fast. Make this free call now. 800-306-1760-800-306-1760-800-306-1760-That's 800-306-1760. and gentlemen, live from the West Coast, it's time for Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Your inside look into combat sports. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. Nunez's hands are down, and she's walking Ronda down. She tags her again. Over and over. Amanda Nunez. And now, the host of the longest-running fight show in radio, and internet history. If I can't teach you one way, I'll teach you another. But I'm going to get the job done. Pedro Fernandez. Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos. Ladies and gentlemen, emanating. Coming at you from the multi-million dollar sports byline studios. Check it. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide and WBC Boxing TV. Often imitated but hardly duplicated. 37 make that 38 plus years now. Of being on top. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I am the undisputed heavyweight champion of the Radio Rays, having defended that title now for almost four decades. Of course, I'm also an award-winning boxing writer and a four-time Golden Glove boxing champion. So allegedly, supposedly, I should know a little bit about boxing. But guess what? I've always found that the average fan knows a little bit more. They've got their own insight. So I will give you this opportunity on the toll-free listener line right here at the top of the hour. Once one 800 878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, the big day, September 18th. Of course, Canelo Alvarez, Mexican Independence Day. It ain't going to happen. Of course, the Callum plant fight fell apart. Why? Because Callum wanted more than $10 million. Imagine that. The guy has never made a million dollars in his life, and he was being offered $10 million. Of course, Canelo was going to get a $40 million guarantee. Bottom line is, he's the king of boxing. I mean, the pay-per-view king of boxing, he deserves that kind of money, but Caleb Plant, you might have snoozed on this one. Anyway, they're talking about putting this fight together again in November. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Of course, the Manny Pacquiao, Earl Spence fight, that's coming up real soon. Of course, I'm excited about that. Why? You've got a 42. How can I get excited about a 42-year-old man? Because he's Manny Pacquiao. Okay, he's Manny Pacquiao. And he's not in the same position Muhammad Ali was in 1980 when he took on Larry Holmes. What I mean by that is he isn't totally shot of all his reflexes and void of his skills. Bottom line is Manny still got some pop in his punch. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Once again, the phone lines, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Or get this, the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. Text me here in the studio. The number, 415-275-1613. You're tuned to Ring Talk and WBC Boxing TV.
doctor prescribed me Viagra. It wasn't covered by my insurance, so it was costing me like $65 a pill. That's expensive. Over 20 million guys like us use Viagra. Over a certain age, we just need it. I found a way to pay less than $3 a pill and get virtually the same effect of the $65 pill. I heard an ad just like this on the radio called, and for $99, I got 40 generic versions of the $65 pill. Save yourself money and call right now and get over 40 pills for $99. There's no embarrassment here to use Viagra. If we're over 50, we need it, but not at high prices. Call now with your credit card and get the 40 pill special for just $99. 800 399 3691. 800 399 3691. That's 800 399 3691. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers and the Annuity Rate Report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-760-1845. 800-760-1845. That's 800-760-1845. Angie's List is now Angie. Whether you need help with routine maintenance or you're planning your dream renovation, Angie connects you with top local pros who can get the job done right. See reviews, compare quotes, and book hundreds of projects. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, we'll cover your project up to the full purchase price, plus limited damage protection with our happiness guarantee. Check out Angie.com, and for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot htm. The Dave Single from Wendy's made with fresh, never frozen beef has the power to blow your mind. But now that the Dave Single is buy one, get one for a buck, as well as the spicy or classic chicken sandwich and the spicy or crispy 10-piece nuggets, Wendy's BOGO for $1 deal is going to blow your mind and your speakers. Get these faves. BOGO $1 only at Wendy's. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Valid for item of equal or lesser value. Cannot be combined with combo or any other offer. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Let's get out of this hot sun into a nice, cool bar. In a few minutes, honey. Check it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing. We'll talk a little MMA in this hour as well. Of course, Dana the Pimp uh, White is added. Of course, he's got a UFC event tonight featuring the heavyweight championship, only they don't have the heavyweight champion in action. That's sort of like, that's Dana's stick. I told you before, he won't let legacies evolve. He won't let fighters become great because of the fact he wants them to get beat early and get beat down so he doesn't have to pay them the kind of money he pays them. Of course, he made... That company made $290 million last year. They paid the fighters about 8 to 10%. They say it's 18%, but I think somewhere about 8 to 10%. Correct me if I'm wrong. The bottom line is the fighters are getting pimped. You look at the NFL, the NBA, they're getting like 50%. Why, why aren't the fighters getting more? Bottom line is 
Dana's a pimp. There's just absolutely no doubt about it. September 18th, up in the air. Of course, that's not going to happen. It looks like uh, it was going to be Demetria Bivol. He's a WBA 175-pound uh, champion, awkward guy. They talked about a catchweight fight between him and Canelo, like 170 pounds, somewhere around there. And that didn't happen. But the bottom line is um, so Canelo's not going to fight on Mexican Independence Day. It's sort of sad because, you know, we always want him to bring out Bring it out, because I, I was hoping he was going to fight September, have a good fight in September, then a fight again in November, and then fight again in February. Bottom line is, I, I, you know, boxing needs him fighting every few months, and he wants to get paid. Besides his youth, his youth, his youth is almost gone. What I'm trying to say is his boxing prime is probably about right now, probably about right now. So he should be fighting often, not taking time off in between fights. Anyway, Canelo Alvarez, of course, the only loss on his record was that 12-round waltz to Floyd Mayweather a few years ago. Of course, he had two left feet at that point in time. I mean, he had no footwork. I mean, Canelo's come so far. I mean, his footwork, he can jab a little bit now. I mean, he knows how to counterpunch. He slips guys. He's looking to slip instead of coming in like a face fighter. In this He's evolved as a fighter. There's no doubt about it. The team of Eddie Reynoso, both senior and junior, I believe the the manager and the trainer, I sure have put that guy together nice. He really have So pound for pound, he is the king without a doubt. Um, Earl Spence. Hmm. Not looking too good on the undercard if you're a big Earl Spence fan as far as Manny Pacquiao is concerned. Hoping Spence gets beat. Why? Because I think Manny Pacquiao, Manny Pacquiao is the best thing to happen to boxing since Muhammad Ali. And I, mean, I don't mean that from a boxing point of view. I mean that from a humanitarian point of view. I mean, the guy's a good guy. He's a nice guy. I mean, he's building homes. He's spending his own money to build homes. He feeds poor people. I mean, he's a senator. He'll probably be the president of the Philippines soon. And I'm not too fond about I'm not I'm not a big fan of that because I think he needs to be you know, a little bit more education to be president or leader of a country. But the bottom line is he's got a president over there was Duarte now, of course, that drops people out of airplanes for uh, or helicopters. They takes them up for a helicopter ride. If you're a suspected drug user, we take you for a helicopter ride and drop you off. That's pretty cold. Anyway, that, uh, Manny Pacquiao, look, he will probably be succeeding that guy Duarte. If not in this election, the following election. I think they're going to have one in a year or a year and a half from now. But if not that one, the election after, without a doubt, Manny Pacquiao will be president of the Philippines. Wow. Guess who's back on that undercard as far as the uh, Manny Pacquiao, Earl Spence card is concerned? Robert the Ghost Guerrero, the greatest overachiever in the history of boxing. I'm telling you, I'm not sure. He's a, he was an okay fighter. He was okay. I mean, he lived in Gilroy, California. He lives in Gilroy, California, which is the garlic capital of the world. It's right south of San Jose, California. So I get to pass through it. It's the only town in the world you can smell driving by. You know you're in Gilroy. You can smell the garlic, seriously, on the freeway. I think it's Highway 101. Anyway, bottom line is Robert beat uh, some good fighters, but the bottom line is he didn't beat any great fighters, but he made a lot of money, and he should have just walked away. I mean, that money he made with Mayweather, he made a few million bucks. He should have just walked away and said, that's enough. But, you know, he wants to come back, and he's, of course, going to come back against the king of sucker punching. I'm talking about Victor Ortiz, and Victor is not the king of sucker punching because he sucker punches people. It's because he let Floyd Mayweather sucker punch him. That was pretty cool. Remember that fight where he hit Mayweather sort of like on the break, and then you know Mayweather cracked him behind? Bottom line is you never trust a guy in a boxer, just like a motorcycle. When you're driving a motorcycle or a bicycle, never trust anybody with a car. They say they're going to let them go. Let them go because they will run you down, believe me. Anyway, bottom line is, at the end of the day, um, we're looking at some good fights as far as the undercards because they're old guys. So old guys. We're Earl Spence, Earl Spence and Manny Pacquiao, of course. One guy's 31, the other guy's 42. Um, the Robert Gross Guerrero's like got to be 38, 39 years old. He's taking on Victor Sucker Punch Ortiz. Ortiz is 32 and 6. 
with uh, three draws and 25 KOs, of course. And Roberts comes in at 36, 6, and 1. 20 KOs, he was a champion at 126, 130. I mean, he won some titles. There's no doubt about it. You know, he was a, definitely an overachiever. But to come back anymore, I mean, I thought, well, put it this way. If he gets hurt, it's on him. There's no doubt about it. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Checking your inside look into the world of boxing, the MMA, the world... Um, WB 147-pound title holder. I'm talking about Terrence Crawford, a kid from Omaha, Nebraska, or so boxing hotbed of the world. Yeah. Anyway, bottom line is he's undefeated. He can fight in Omaha in front of 18 or 19 people, maybe make 25 or 30 bucks. But the bottom line is he doesn't want to spare the money. He doesn't want to do the money. He doesn't split the money. He doesn't want to do the thing with Earl Spence. So Earl Spence moved on to Manny Pacquiao, which is probably more money and less risk. Anyway, Crawford going to take on Terrence Crawford. The WB has ordered a purse bid on this, meaning Crawford will get 60% of the purse bid and Porter will get 40% of the purse bid. Of course, eh, okay, so he should have went 50-50 with Spence, but he's just not smart of a guy. I mean, listen, you're from Omaha. He has no manager for the most part. His trainer, I think, is calling the shots. Big Mac, I think, is calling the shots as far as his managerial moves are concerned. And when you've got him calling the shots and Bob Arum is like, they're tight like this, you know what I'm saying? So Bob's basically the the uh, the uh, quasi-manager, I think, in my opinion. I think Bob's a quasi-manager. He's been calling the shots for Terrence. And of course, he talked the last time that Terrence makes too much money, he can't afford to pay his Terrence. Hey, man, that's on you. You're the promoter. Don't be coming up with lines like that. At the end of the day, Terrence Crawford's a good fighter, but he's never beat a great fighter. And he and I talked about this in Cuba, I guess it was about three or four years ago. He goes, you know, I want to be talked of, talked about in like Leonard and Duran and Hearns and Hagler. And I said, you got to fight somebody to do that, man. I mean, you know, you really got to fight somebody. You got to want to go out and like make a statement. And Terrence doesn't want to make a statement. Terrence wants people to come to him. No, no, that's not the way you, you attain greatness. You attain greatness by gambling. The, the, I remember asking Ray Leonard one time we were, we were running in, uh, and I take it out, we were sitting in a hot tub down in Florida. I said to him, Ray, what's the difference between a good fighter and a great fighter? And he thought about it for a second. He said, you know, the willingness to gamble. And I, th I think he's right to an extent. I mean, if you want great performances, you've got to go out there and do things that people don't expect. Okay, and I'm going out there and beating good fighters. Of course, Terrence Crawford has, you know, done okay. I mean, he's, he's undefeated. There's no doubt about it. I mean, nobody's really come close to beating him. But has he been... Uh, in the Ray Leonard mold or in the Thomas Hearns mold. No. And I think none of these guys, Earl Spence, Floyd, including Floyd Mayweather, none of those guys could have dealt with that that era, that era. I'm telling you, those guys were that good. Tommy Hearns was six foot one, 147 pounds, except for the Leonard fight. He weighed 145.3, and that's what probably cost him the fight, coming in weight-starved and, of course, electing to box against Sugar Ray Leonard instead of trying to go out there and, and kill Ray Leonard. I mean, here was a hitman, Thomas the Hitman Hearns, going out there and boxing Ray Leonard. Does this make sense? Like the aforementioned Robert the Ghost Guerrero trying to go out and box Floyd Mayweather or Marvin Hagler trying to outbox Ray Leonard. Why is it these people try to out... You can't outbox Ray. It can't be done. But yet they do it. They try to do it time and time again. And guess what? If you go out there with a plan to try to outbox somebody, you should have a plan B. When I look back at Mayweather and, uh, and, and Robert Guerrero... There was no plan B for Robert. I mean, he lost every round. It was, like, humiliating. He's a kid, no hometown kid. 
You know, you're rooting for the hometown kid. You want him to win, right? But he gets licked like a stamp. He gets licked like a stamp. The bottom line is there was no plan B there last night. We will be expanding on the career after the break of Michael Dokes. Who was Michael Dokes? He at one time was the WBA heavyweight champion. He was an outstanding amateur, no doubt about that. Of course, he originally came from Akron, Ohio. Won the WBA title in a bit of controversy, I think in about 83 seconds. Something like that. Anyway, we'll talk about that in depth after the break. You are tuned to Ring Talk. Live worldwide, open phone lines around the planet, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. I've given the PhD of, box, PhD of boxing, Socrates Palmer, he's got the day off because he's in the Dominican Republic checking out with his family. More power to him. Have a safe trip. You are tuned to Ring Talk and WBC Boxing TV. Ring Talk Live Worldwide is brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill. I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. If your dog won't eat it or you don't see the results you want, just let us know and we'll make it right. Totally risk-free. What do you have to lose? You can't buy PetJoy multivitamins in a store. The only way you can get them is through this unique radio offer. And if you call right now, learn how to get two bottles free with your order. Turn your dog's life around and make him or her a happy camper. 
Ain't that right, boy? He said call PetJoy right now. 800-846-2153. 800-846-2153. That's 800-846-2153. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Something new from the mighty Tower of Power. Actually, it's probably about a year and a half old now. On the soul side of town. Because Marcus Scott, that lead singer, he's no longer with them. Bottom line is, I, they will have Brent Carter, I believe, on lead when they come back here and do a thing in Sacramento, California, a couple of weeks. Bottom line is, Tower of Power, of course, let Brent Carter, they had their, they parted their own ways, their former lead singer, and now he's the lead singer of the average white banner AWB. So, Brent's making some money right now. You are tuned when I mean, he deserves to. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Uh, Cuba's got the most medals thus far. A bronze and three golds. Of course, Great Britain's got one gold, two silvers, and two bronzes. Five in all. Um, says Turkey's doing well. They got one uh, one medal, one gold and one silver. That's two medals. And of course, the United States has got one silver and one bronze thus far. Two medals. Good luck for the United States. And your bottom line is the amateur boxing program in this country is not funded. There's no way that you can have the best fighting the best around the world if you don't put something behind them. And in other words, the only guys you've got really fighting amateur right now are guys that want to fight professional later, okay, or somebody that's got some money behind them. Because if you're just an amateur fighter, Mm, amateur boxing is just not good in the United States anymore. It just hasn't. I remember those, the old days when the United States used to dominate the Olympics. Well, that don't happen no more. That happened. I mean, think about this. 1976, they won all those medals. 84 was a little... 1976, the Spinks brothers, uh, Leo Randolph, um, Howard Davis didn't win one that way. Ray Leonard won one that year. I mean, but then you had 84, of course, 84. Had, you know, the, the Evander Holyfield with the bronze medal. But Mark Breland, Pernell Whitaker, Meldrick Taylor, uh, Tyrell Biggs. And, of course, all these guys, they got together. They made some money off that off that amateur status, okay? But from that point forward, the United States hasn't done well in the amateurs. It hasn't done well in the Olympics. And the reason why, there's no money involved. In other words, you can't get lucky anymore. I mean, they used to, the U.S. used to get lucky because we had so many people here, so many uh, such a diverse uh, population that, you know, you can get like 15 or 20 good boxers out of the country. Well, guess what? Now guys are like doing the, you know, the, the tech stuff. You know, they're doing tech stuff. They, they don't want to fight. Guys don't want to fight for the most part. It's tough to get somebody to want to box. I know I've taken guys, of course, yeah, I want to become a boxer, Pedro, and I want to become a boxer. Or guys just want to do the blue-collar thing and the white-collar thing, and they get, they get discouraged early because I take them on a run. Just on a run. We take them on a run. I'm an old man. I take them on a run and say, hey, you know, this probably isn't for me. Because I'm pointing up these hills here. You know, you see, we got to run these hills. What are you, you're going to run those? I'm with you. I'll run the hills. Let's run the hills. I don't want to run the hills. Bottom line is, you don't want to box. You've got to be a different breed to want to box. In order to find that different breed, you've got to go out there and have gyms and make gyms happening. Of course, gyms are pretty expensive now, 50 to 100 bucks, I think, a month for a boxing gym. I used to get in for free. Billy Newman, he was the owner of Newman's Gym, Newman Herman's Gym here in San Francisco. It was the oldest boxing gym in the United States until they closed it down around... 1990, somewhere around there. Anyway, bottom line is, Billy Newman told me, you don't have to pay. I said, why? Because you're a kid. Kids don't have to pay here. That's just the way it was. That's how good it was at Newman's Gym. We didn't have to pay. Then Don Stewart took over and he wanted like 25 or 30 bucks a month from the kids. I was an adult at that point in time, so I could pay the gym dues. But when you were a kid, you really can't pay those kind of dues. And if you're coming from school afterwards, a lot of times you guys used to get off the bus, like get off the bus at 3.30, 4 o'clock down there, and, or the BART, 
train down there in the ghetto in the tenderloin, get off the train and walk up to Newman's gym and do my thing. Of course, and go back home and then go to work that night. I mean, that's the way it was done. This is amateur boxing, but I had a, I was hungry. I wanted something. But in order to want something, you have to be exposed to it. And if you're not exposed to it, you don't know what it is. So if you don't see a, a amateur boxing, for a good point, you don't see golden gloves. You never, I mean, so they don't even hold the golden glove championships anymore. Get this. In the, in the, in the initial days, it was New York City, San Francisco, St. Louis, and uh, Chicago. Those were the four Golden Glove cities, okay, across the country. I kid you not. Of course, San Francisco doesn't have a Golden Glove anywhere. As of a couple of years ago, somebody told me they were having the Golden Gloves down there in, in Hayward, California, in, in, in like a small gym. I said, well, how many people were showing up? He goes, no, no, people didn't show up for this, just the fighters and their people. I said, what do you mean just the fighters and their people? I mean, we used to have a couple hundred people, at, even at the small shows, at the club shows, at the little Smoker shows we had a few hundred people. No, no, it ain't happening anymore. That's what I'm trying to tell you. The parents aren't into it. The kids aren't into it. They're not exposed to it. If you're not exposed to it, it ain't going to happen. Don't look for the United States to have no big comeback as far as amateur boxing is concerned in the near future. No doubt about that. Now, the Michael Doug story. I was going to tell an Aaron Pryor story, but we'll go with the Michael Doug. Take that back. Let's go to last week's results. I want to mention this right now because Johnny Rice was that guy that Don King talked about having Two chances, Slim and none, and, and Slim was out of town. Well, Johnny Rice came in like a 25 to 1 underdog last week against uh, Michael Coffey. Coffey was 12 and 0, 9 KOs. He was ranked by the WBA, the World Boxing Association. And uh, he was thought to be like a 35 year old late bloomer to the game, but maybe they can get him into a, a couple of good payday fights because he wasn't going to win no titles. No. He wasn't going to be no champion. There's no doubt about that. Not in my mind. Anyway, Johnny Rice was a bit of a. A guy that you call, he called him at the last minute, but this guy you called the last minute, he was ready because they fought, I think, on a Friday. They fought last Saturday, Friday or Saturday, but the Friday before, he sparred 20 rounds in the gym. This is a heavyweight sparring 20 rounds, 23 minute rounds, not one minute, 23 minute rounds, okay? Give him some props. He had some wins, some endurance, no doubt about it. And what happened? He took, went out there and he slapped coffee around. I mean, he just say. I mean, from the very bell, it was like, like I said, I hate to use this cliche again, but if it had been, if they, if they were gay, it would have been domestic violence. I mean, just like round after round. He never won a minute. Why? He, I'm, he just, Mr. Coffee just never won a minute. You don't win a minute. You're a heavyweight contender. Probably means you're not a contender, more like a pretender. Anyway, uh, Johnny Rice now, J-O-N-N-I-E. Uh, 14 to 6 with a draw and 10 KOs coming to us, I believe, out of L.A., fighting out of L.A. Of course, he replaced Gerald Washington at the last minute. Might as well have been George Washington. Gerald Washington is 40 years old. He's a former cruiserweight champion. That means his 200 pounds was his max, his best, right? And he's, he's 40 years old. So why not just put George in for, for, for Gerald Washington? Of course, Gerald Washington tested positive for COVID, so he was out on that one. At the end of the day... Who cares? It wouldn't have been a fight with Washington. This was a fight this way. I'm glad this guy stepped up and was ready. You know, because fighters got to be ready. That's, that's just about, that's the end of, that's the story of boxing. I mean, I, I think it was, I'm thinking, mm, I've got to go back a lot of years, but I'm thinking I had like eight or ten fights where I would show up at restaurants. We'd show up in amateur boxing cars, and we'd have our, you know, trunks in, in the car and this and that. One time I didn't, but um, we'd have your trunks in the car, and a fight would fall out. And they say, hey, you want to fight this guy? And you'd look over and you say to yourself, I can beat him. You know, and you could for the most part. So anyway, that's uh, you did it a lot. And people ask me, so what did you build your, f your record up? And did you build your record up on good guys? Probably not. Probably not. Most of the guys I try to learn from. I mean, you go out there, you stop them, 
and you learn something in the stoppage. What? Not how they take a punch? No. How to place your punches. Punch placement is important in boxing. I used to have to place guys right on that elbow, right where the hooker was, where the liver was. Ask Keith Rucker. Ask any of those guys. Once they got cracked to the body, Danny Capello, another guy, former 147-pound Golden Glove champion. I remember he approached Chris Gomez, my trainer, before the— uh, before I fought him in the junior, he won the, the special senior title. Before I was fighting for the junior championship, they said, you really want to fight this guy? You know, you can pull out this and that. I broke his ribs and stopped him in like 11 seconds into the second round. Yeah, Danny Capello. Bottom line is, you don't run from anybody in the world of boxing. You just can't. I mean, it's, it, somebody said to me the other day, did you need added motivation? Yeah, my mother used to add, motivate me. Because, she you know, she said, you're not going to let you, not gonna let you embarrass me and this and that. She would run me to death. I mean, she would run me like a racehorse. Okay, she would run me to death. But, you know, she... She was there, and she made sure that, that I was together. I mean, 100% both physically, not always mentally. You're never together, I think, 100% mentally, as far as physically or emotionally. But physically is concerned, I got got my act together, okay, because I had a goal and I wanted to do something. But then again, I'm going to go back to what I keep repeating again and again. I was exposed. I got to watch. I mean, I watched. I didn't watch Muhammad Ali in the Olympics, but I watched Muhammad Ali as a professional, and I watched Sugar Ray Leonard in the Olympics, you know, and I watched – you know, I mean, Meldrick Taylor, guys like that, Mark Breland, Pernell Whitaker, I mean, Evander Holyfield, and going on. Those guys were part of my Olympic class in 1984. I finished 13th in that at 139 pounds. I know it sounds far-fetched, but the bottom line is that's the way it was back in those days. I lost the decision in the uh, Western Olympic trials in the semifinals to Vincent Webb out of St. Louis, Missouri. Vincent was one of those guys who had to strike a match on his chest to beat him. He was the last guy to beat the Olympic gold medalist that year. I think it was Jerry, was it Jerry Ford. Was that his name? The kid from Cincinnati. Anyway, bottom line is he was the last guy to beat the gold medalist. And I said to myself, you know, they give you this big hat, and there's like nine numbers in a hat, and you got to pull like a number out of a hat. Right, so I'm saying to myself, all I gotta do is not pick number nine. I think I can do that. So I'm saying to myself, I'm constantly no, I want to pick number nine. I pick number nine. It was like one of the major, major disappointments of my life because I knew it was gonna be a life or death fight, and I probably was gonna be on the winning end of this because Vincent was that good of a fighter. He just was okay. So anyway, I ended up losing the decision to him. Of course, that was the Western Olympic trials, and never made my quest for the Olympic gold medal and this and that. But I thought that if I had got, if I wouldn't have got Vincent Webb, if somebody else would have knocked off Vincent Webb, like Tony Martin, because Tony Martin, he first I think he he beat Vincent Webb the next day. But Tony, I Tony and I sparred here in the gym, and I lit Tony up like the White House Christmas tree. It wasn't even close. In fact, Tony Martin was a guy that came out here from Chicago, decided he was going to win the Chicago Golden Gloves, so he'd come out here and win the California Golden Gloves. So he hooked up here. In San Francisco, okay, and guess who he ended up sparring with? It didn't go too well for him. Guess what? He was on. He was on. I think they took the Greyhound. I think they went back to Chicago on the Greyhound because they were here for like two months. And after a couple of sparring sessions, they realized they weren't going to be Top Gun around here as far as amateurs were concerned. They were looking for a slot to go to the Olympics. But guess what? I was going to stand in the way because. I may not have been the best in the entire world, but I was the best in this area and deserved to go to the Western Olympic Trials, and I was going to make my best of it, and I did. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, your inside look into the world of boxing, MMA, of course, open phone lines all around the planet, 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. I get to Michael Dokes after the break, get to some other stuff after the break. Of course, the UFC has got a UFC bout tonight for the UFC interim heavyweight title. It's a... um, <laughs> what can I say? We'll talk about that after a break. But Manny Pacquiao, you want to bet on Manny, you get plus 175. You want to bet on Earl Spence, you got to risk $2, you get $1. In other words, he's minus 200. Do I think Spence should win? Yes. Do I want Manny Pacquiao to win? Yes. Um, am I cheerleading for Manny Pacquiao? Yeah. Because, you know, most of the times when Mac- Manny Pacquiao used to fight, I used to pick against him. What an idiot. 
All those fights he won because he kept moving up in weight. And there's two things that matter in combat sports. Size. Bottom line is size. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. More Ring Talk after the break. Come on over here, man. He been here before. He didn't broke records here before. He's a legend of the sport. And it'd be my honor to fight him next. Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812 800-215-6812 That's 800-215-6812 Do you need to sell your home? If you've sold a home before, you remember how stressful and expensive it was. Sold.com is here to help you sell your home for the most money and with the least amount of stress. There are new ways to sell your home that you've never heard of before. Did you know there are companies who will offer you cash for your home? Did you know you could trade in your home for a new one? Did you know there are realtors who will sell your home for a flat fee instead of an expensive commission? It's true. Sold.com services are free. So if you're looking to sell, make this free phone call right now and learn how your next home sale can be faster and easier than you ever thought possible. Pick up your cell phone and call right now. 800-449-1759-800-449-1759-800-449-1759. Again, that's 800-449-1759. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your or airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. You're listening to Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. 
Brought to you by the World Boxing Council, the WBC, right here on Sports Byline. Okay, let's get this out of the way. The USC has got an event tonight. On top is USC Heavyweight Championship, even though the champion will not be in action. Talk about Francis Ngannou, thought to be, I uh, know, the most awesome heavyweight I've ever seen in my life with boxing skills. The bottom line is I think he could become boxing heavyweight champion if he wanted to. I really think so. I think Ngannou's that good. He hits that hard. He hits that hard. And he's hitting hit with four-ounce gloves. If he can take a shot with a four-ounce glove, he can take a shot with an eight- or a ten-ounce glove. You feel me on this one? But he can still dish out that in bra, savage power. I think he's a monster. Anyway, Derek Lewis and uh, a guy named Cyril Gaines. Cyril Gaines, 13-0 with nine knockouts. Never stopped, never beaten, obviously. Derek Lewis comes in like 25-7, 20 KOs. Derek, definitely a tough guy, no doubt about it. They call him the Black Beast thing. He weighed it at 264 pounds, and the limit is 265. He co-features 95-year-old Jose Aldo. I think I did Jose Aldo's first fight back in, like, 1942. I mean, he's been around a long, long, long... I mean, Conor McGregor beat him down originally. Remember that? Yeah, that was a long time ago. But anyway, bottom line is, he's sitting on a guy named Pedro Munoz. They're going to hook it up 135 pounds. I wonder how he's making 135 at that advanced age. Michael Chessy is in a welterweight bout. That's 170 pounds. They got Vincente Lugue. And a women's strawweight bout is going to be part of this pay-per-view card, UFC 265, I believe. <coughs> Tissia Torres is going to take on Angela Hill. Outside of that, no big names on that card because um, there is no big names in the UFC. Of course, UFC's raw hurting. I think the fact that Ngannou didn't want to fight in August, they said, you know, we'll just put a, a heavyweight title fight up in your place because Amanda Nunes, they tried to put her in that position. And somehow that fight fell out as well. Of course, everybody's having issue with Dana over money. Money, 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 because the UFC made $290 million last year, but the fighters don't get it. And I told you before, <clears throat> I was a San Francisco policeman. I used to know pimps. You know, you knew pimps, okay? Scurrilous, terrible guys, no doubt about that. I mean, a line I worked with, they were they proved valuable for information at times. Anyway, but you had to know who these guys were. And, and no pimp could get away with having... Uh, sex workers and paying them 10 cents on the dollar or 8 to 10 cents on the dollar. And there was, you know, you go out there and do a $100 favor for somebody and you come back and you get to spend 8 to 10 bucks out of that. That's not right. I mean, the girls I, girls will be on the first bus to Cleveland, the first Greyhound to Cleveland, no doubt about that. But in the USC, there are no buses to take. There are no other, other places. The USC is like the number one stomping grounds. And the fact that it's big name, this big organization, USC, that's what it is, an organization. It's not the fighter. It's the belt. And the reason why they are able to do this is there's no longevity in the UFC. In other words, guys get licked quicker than you can imagine. The UFC heavyweight title uh, record for title offenses is three. Three title offenses. In other words, that's since 1993. A guy's only been able to defend that title three times. Why? Because death match after death match after death match, you're not going to win too many death matches. I mean, eventually you're going to roll snake eyes, no doubt about that. But the UFC will go tonight. Of course, that is on pay-per-view. And <clears throat> it looks like... And Ghanu and Gain, I guess that's going to be a future bout. I guess that's what they're going to tease. But his Gane is like, Cyril Gane is like 13-0 with nine knockouts, a big puncher. Good-looking guy physically. I mean, he's got the he's got all, all the looks. We'll see what happens when he tangles up with Derek Lewis because Derek Lewis can do one thing. He can punch. Now, back to the, uh, the story at hand. <clears throat> okay, the Michael Doak story. Michael Doak was an outstanding amateur boxer here in the United States. He was a heavyweight 
not a big heavyweight. It's like a guy that weighed about 200 pounds, 195 pounds, somewhere around there. Anyway, he turned pro and Don King signed him. Okay, so it was noted amateur, know that about Michael Dynamite, though. Ooh, I mean, he could fight, yeah, as an amateur. Anyway, as a professional, he had decent skills, but he was better in the gym than he was in the ring. I mean, I used to watch him in Johnny Taco's gym work out all the time in Vegas. In fact, he was one of those guys with, with uh, Greg Page and people like that. He sparred with Page and people like that, you know. So he sparred with good guys, but he just wasn't, he wasn't really a heavyweight per se. He wasn't that big, thick heavyweight. He was like a 27-pounder, 205-pounder, and size, <clears throat> size worked against him in the ring. Anyway, he captures the WBA heavyweight title. Under suspicious circumstances, he's fighting Mike Weaver. <clears throat> Mike Weaver's a tough dude. Mike Weaver's one of those guys that you can, you know, beat on with a bat, and then he'll come back and he'll knock you out, much like he did John Tate in capturing the title in the fifteenth round. Of course, that was a big surprise. All, all John Tate had to do was last another forty-five seconds—a fight he was in total control of—and he just got knocked out. That Mike Weaver sprang to fame. Of course, I used to watch Mike Weaver when he was a club fighter fighting here in San Francisco at the San Francisco Civic Auditorium. So Mike Weaver is defending the WBA heavyweight title, that portion of the title, in Las Vegas. Joey Curtis is a referee. Now, Joey Curtis is a construction company guy. He owns a big construction company, or he did own a big construction company in Clark County. That's about all I know about him, okay? And he's not, anyway, we'll get to that in a second. So anyway, they have this fight. And he's, uh, he's he, I mean, Weaver is going to win this fight. I mean, I think Weaver is going to win the fight. Even though Dokes is favorite, Weaver is a better fighter. Weaver is a bigger guy. I think Weaver will uh, outlast the storm that Dokes is going to come out and try to blaze him early on. And that Weaver will outlast the storm and he'll come back and he'll beat Dokes. I mean, it'll be size. Size matters in two things. Of course, pornography and combat sports. And I thought that size would matter here. But Joey Curtis didn't let size get involved because of the fact that when Michael Dokes unloaded, on Mike Weaver and threw a few punches and some of them landed and some of them didn't, this and that. Joey Curtis jumped in and he stopped the fight. He just stopped it. It was like, it was like I think it was like 80 seconds. He just stopped it. And everybody was shocked. Everybody, including Mike Weaver. But Michael Dukes was shocked or maybe, maybe he wasn't. Okay, but the bottom line is it was as close to a fixed fight as I've ever seen in my life. The Nevada State Athletic Commission, they banned Joey Curtis afterwards. He could never referee. He could never be an official. He never worked another fight, I believe, after that fight there. Never worked another fight. Of course, there's the infamous photo of him and Dokes and Don King at the post-fight party. That doesn't look good, does it? How about the referee who just gave you the heavyweight champions of the world? You and him are hanging out at a party afterwards and taking pictures. That doesn't look good at all. Anyway, Dokes, of course, uh, lost the heavyweight, the WBA heavyweight title, I believe, to uh, was a Kotsia when he went over to South Africa. Uh, and, of course, Kotsia's big punch with the right hand, the thunder right, the bionic right. His right hand was fused together because of the fact he had so many surgeries. Anyway, so Michael Dokes comes back to the United States, basically, you know, broke. I mean, he was Don King's fighter to make a whole lot of money, but he had a couple of bucks. But he wasn't one of those guys that was going to worry about, worry about getting back to that level he was at before because he thought he deserved to be at that level, and he really didn't. It was Don King moving him in the right spots. It wasn't his flashy ability, okay? He had some flashy ability, but it wasn't that. It was Don King's genius that moved him around. Anyway, so he comes back. He's no longer champion. Uh, he shows up at the L.A. Forum. And he shows up at the L.A. Forum. And uh, we're going to do a fight card at the other form. I can't remember what fight card it was. It was a title fight. And I was there with this girl. Um, anyway, I won't mention her name because I think she's married to somebody that, that listens to the show now and then. So anyway, bottom line is I'm in L.A. I, I've got this girl with me. We're at the hotel across the street from the L.A. Forum. I can't remember what the hotel is. It's going to change names a whole bunch of different times. But anyway, it's a hotel like 
right across the street. I mean, you will walk across the street, literally across the street from the L.A. Forum to this hotel. So anyway, um, I told her, go up to the hotel, go up to the room and, and get the camera or something like that. So she went up to the room to get the camera or to freshen up or something like that. And she's coming down in the elevator and she gets into the elevator, and no, she's in the elevator, and Michael Dokes gets in the elevator. She's on like the ninth floor or the eighth floor, and Dokes gets in like on the seventh floor, okay? And Dokes starts playing with the buttons, and she's freaking out. She realizes something's wrong here. Dokes starts playing with the buttons. So when the door closes, Michael Dokes, you know, couldn't keep the, I don't know what he was doing. You know, bottom line is, the, the elevator started moving, so he moved right across the street, across the elevator at this girl I know, and started grabbing on her. I kid you not, started grabbing her. I said, "Baby, you want some? You want some?" all that kind of. And he's physically assaulting her, sexually assaulting her with his hands. I kid you not. So she doesn't tell me until later that night, until it's over, because I would have had him arrested. I would have had Michael Dokes. He should have been arrested for that. There's no doubt about it. So he tries to. He sexually assaults her. Um, Miss Tapia, he sexually assaults her in the elevator, and she doesn't tell me. I don't find out until like 2 o'clock in the morning, and I don't know where Michael Dokes is at that point in time. Not that I want to take Michael Dokes on some type of fight or anything like that, but he's going to go to jail. You sexually assault somebody, you're going to go to jail, okay? So he skated that night. I saw him about, about a month and a half later at Johnny Taco's gym, and I just dressed him up. I dressed him down in front of everybody who was there. You no good, MF. You said, blah, blah. I mean, I just lay, laid it out to him like you would not believe, blah, blah, blah. And he was in the ring. And he just like, he took it. He knew exactly what I was talking about. He knew exactly what I was talking about because he knew the girl I was with. He knew that he was assaulting my girlfriend, but he did it anyway. That's what a sick puppy he was. So when he was arrested for raping somebody, was I surprised? No. Was I surprised that he brutalized that poor woman? No, I wasn't. Michael Dokes was a sick puppy. So when he died, when he died in 2012, August 11, 2012, he was born on August 10th. 1958, he died on uh, August 11th, 2012. What can I say? It was fitting that he left this planet. He was a no good guy. He just was. I want to go a little deeper than that, but just not. He was one of the worst human beings you could ever imagine, let alone being in the sport of boxing, just on the planet in general. He was just a piece of work, a piece of work that, as I can say, deserved what he got, no doubt about that. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking to the world of boxing, MMA, of course. Boxing tonight, let's check out some of the fights. You know, with Canelo not fighting in September, that puts a, uh, that poor, that's, we've got like 43 days or 42 days. If they didn't want to come up with something else, there's still 42 days. But Canelo says he wasn't feeling it as far as training was concerned because he didn't know what, actually what weight he wanted to do. They wanted to do a bout with, I think he's a WBA 175-pound champion, Dimitri Bibio. They were trying to do a catchweight fight with him or actually a title fight with him. That didn't work out. The Caleb Plant fight. Who needs Caleb Plant except he has that one trinket? He has the WBA trinket, and this is what Canelo wants. He wants that last belt. I mean, and, he, and, and he's being held hostage for it. There's absolutely no doubt about it. I mean, this young man, Caleb Plant, of course, I think originally from, from uh, Nashville. Mm. Now fighting out of Vegas. I mean, he's he's that big fight he had. I think the only big one he's had was a, over the uh, Jose Urzikantai. I hope I said that name right. Anyway, but that's outside of that, of course, he's going to fight David Menavides, I believe. But the bottom line is, outside of that, he hasn't fought anybody. So what can you do? This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Check it. You're inside looking at the world of boxing. MMA, of course, brought to you by the WBC, the World Boxing Council. The uh, network is in the works. WBC TV is being developed right now by some web people. I will be part of that as far as this show is concerned. Um, we expect to have a lot of 
uh, good programming. We expect to be rock and roll. We expect to be going. We expect to be going 24 hours a day. I guess within a month and a half or two months. So the bottom line is, I will get back to you as far as the networks concerned, all that good stuff. But man, we are so pumped up about this. It is unbelievable. You are tuning to Ring Talk. 37, make that 38 plays years now. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Knocking out all bums. That's what they say. Sometimes knocking out myself. You are tuned to the longest running fight show in history, Ring Talk and WBC Boxing TV. I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Here's an important COVID-19 school system update for your local area. If you're concerned about your child's education, please pay close attention to this message. The current school systems were not set up for at-home learning. If you're worried that your child may not be getting the grades they need to get ahead, may be losing self-confidence, or you're worried about them getting into a good college because of their grades, help is available to you. Call Grade Potential Tutoring. They can help with in-home or online tutoring and help your child with any subject and every grade level, even for test prep. They're experts in the home tutoring and online tutoring field and confident they can help you and your child get better grades today. Call now for your free consultation. 800-693-8290. That's 800-693-8290. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a hundred years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your 
your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. The horns of the mighty Tower of Power. Check them out, towerofpower.com. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide 37. Make that 38 plus years now. You're inside looking through the world of boxing and MMA. Where it's coming to us from uh, Brentwood, Essex. That's in the UK. On the zone, Kate Galahad and Jazza Denkins. That card's going on right now for the vacant IBF 126-pound title. Of course, this is Saturday, uh, August the 7th. On uh, the same day, welterweight contest taking place on Fox Sports. Uh, Imanendis. Stan Adnois, oh, that was tough, versus Luis Colazo. Colazo, a last-minute substitute. He used to be able to fight a little bit about 10 or 12 years ago. Anyway, that's going to be on Fox Sports at 8 o'clock p.m. tonight or 5 o'clock in the West. Um, Saturday is 7th as well. Another fight on ESPN. Fedor Pazarov going to take on, oh, boy, Arslan Magomedov. That's a pretty good one. Anyway, next week, of course, Guillermo Rigano going to go down for the WBO Bantamweight title August of, uh, uh, August of 14th, of course. Rigano. Big talker, former Cuban gold medalist, two-time gold medalist, no doubt about that. But he was a guy that sort of excelled like in the very, very lighter ways. Bantamweight's pushing it a bit for him. We'll see what he can do as far as his uh, fight against John Rio Casimir is concerned. You have been listening to the longest-running fight show in history, Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Of course, August 14th, one of the boxing's up-and-coming stars, a kid I've got to put a, I, I really feel good about. I'm talking about Virgil Ortiz, of course, comes outside of Texas, take on a guy, we'll just call him E.K., He's got a name that's that difficult. Okay, August 20th, Callie Reese taking on Diana Prazic. Of course, obviously, those are going to be females. Hooking it up for the WBA Junior Welterweight title, a 140-pound title as far as the females. Because I'm hoping that's right. And you know, Earl Spence and Manny Pacquiao, of course, the 21st. Earl Spence, a minus 200 favor. Manny Pacquiao, a plus 175 underdog. Man, you want Manny Pacquiao to win, but it's really hard for me to, like, to look into my crystal ball and have Manny Pacquiao winning. I mean, just... I mean, except for the left cross. I mean, the left cross is the magic. There's no doubt about it. Being a southpaw, being able to keep your stuff in tight and be able to throw that left cross, that's going to be the whole night thing. But, you know, you're throwing it against a guy that's bigger than you. In other words, you've got you to throw two jabs to get that half a step in close. You've got to throw the second jab. You've got to commit yourself to the second jab in order to throw the left hand. You can't just throw... Right, left. You can't, right, you can't do it. You've got to double up and triple up on that jab and do a little feint with the right hand so somebody looks at the right hand so they don't always think the left hand is coming. Because Manny Pacquiao at one point in time was a one-armed bandit when he was fucking, uh, fighting Marco Antonio Barrera back in the day the first time. He was like, all he had was a left cross. Now he's got a right hook. He's got a good jab. He knows how to throw in combination. He rips the body. I think Manny Pacquiao became a complete fighter late in his career. Early on, you know, not the most complete guy in the entire world, but late in his career, he's become a complete fighter. Know that about that. So, what am I trying to say? Earl Spence and him. Uh, I want Manny to win. Do I think he win? I don't think so. You are tuning to Ring Talk Live Worldwide tomorrow on Ring Talk Live Worldwide. We hope to bring back the retired HBO Godfather, Larry Merchant. He lost his voice with laryngitis, so he's been off for a few weeks. And we'll talk about Gennady Golovkin. Is he really the unsung guy, the forgotten guy here? Is this, this uh, Canelo Alvarez 
thing goes on. I mean, he can't get somebody to fight him in September. Bottom line is Golovkin probably would have fight him. He's 41-1-1. The only fight he's lost, the only fight draw he had was with Canelo Alvarez. What does that say? We need to have these guys fight a third time. You are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Coming up Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time. Live, two hours of Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, and of course, WBC Boxing TV. Till next time, thank you.